Keely Fiona Ace here, reporting to you from the Pit of Despair, Illinois, where dad's step-parents have no rights. You want to hear how it actually is being a step-parent. This is the podcast for you. I'm going to give you the skinny of how stepmoms have no rights when it comes to decision-making, the day-to-day, the big events, all of that stuff. I'm also going to give you the skinny of how the joys of being a step-parent and making that decision to sacrifice your hopes, your dreams, all your finances for these children that you have no rights to. Being a step-parent isn't all like the celebrities make it look. Happy blended families, rainbows, unicorns, fluff flowers, mermaids. It's war. You're in the trenches every day. My relentless reality at times is hilarious from an outsider's perspective. I want to give you guys a glimpse as a stepmom of several years now. My mistakes, my mishaps, my missteps, my successes. I would love for a stepmom listening to take what I've said and maybe not do what I've done. You need a guidebook in being a step parent and being a parent in general. That's what I'm here for. I'm just, I'm a Midwestern gal out here in the pit of despair, letting you guys know that you're not the only one in this foxhole fighting the good fight for those children that aren't even really yours in the eyes of the law. I have changed all the names, events, sports, school activities, ages, all of that jazz, so nobody can come after me in court. Deep, 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 disclaimer. And the skinny of it is what it should be in the court of law is parent A and parent B. There should be no gender because at the end of the day, the kids should be with the parent they spend the most time with. So tune in every week if you need a good laugh or if you need some advice and know that you're not alone because I am down in the foxhole with you. I am right there with the noose around my neck. We got this. No chick flick moments. All right, Keely Fiona Ace here in the Pit of Despair wishing you guys a happy Easter, but more importantly, a good Friday. You guys don't realize, but uh, the more important part of this holiday is the fact that Jesus did die for our sins. Yes, he did come back three days later, Woohoo! but the fact that he died for our sins, take into account all the hell he went through and that every single pain that he felt, one of your sins is part of his pain. So do your best to be kind and not, you know, break a commandment or two here and there and alleviate that pain of the past for our good Lord and Savior. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day has passed, but I am still loving being Irish. Getting to it. Knowing the dog in the fight. I used to work at a bar slash restaurant, and I've worked there for over 10 years. I am a dedicated employee. I look at my staff slash coworkers as my family. Now, yes, everybody knows that in a bar, in a restaurant situation, you have your, your uh, what do you call them? Uh, feathers that, you know, those are the employees that literally, you know, they're in there for six months and they disappear and then they're back, da, 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 whatever. But I had my core, my core four. I was part of the core four. There was my other bartender. And then there was my two security guys, um, veterans, older gentlemen, but yeah, they can hold their shit because I've seen them hold their shit. It's closing time at the end of the night and we've got about 12 people all in there celebrating something as a family or it's a bunch of young 20-somethings. They're all, they're requesting all these different, they're requesting music that we normally don't play, which is fine. My my DJs 
cool about it. So he's like, I'll play whatever. So we're playing whatever. I don't want to sound mean or anything like this, but I'm going to describe people and don't get offended by it. But it's just these are the people that I was dealing with. So I had a gentleman who, you know, kind of looked a little bit like a nerd. He had his glasses on, very quiet. And he was standing in the corner. There was these two girls on the stage clearly trying to get his attention, knowing. And girls, you know what you're doing. Side note, you assholes. Don't involve a guy that literally can't handle shit when you know he can't handle shit. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And every single woman listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. When you see the fucking canary and you're the only cat in the hen house. Come on, easy prey. Don't do that. Come on, be a classy lady, all right? Don't do that. So anyways, I fast forward. So these girls start dancing, trying to get his attention in a sexual way, okay? He doesn't look at them. He doesn't give them a time of day. It's very clear he wants to leave. He's there with a brother or a cousin. Well, one of the girls wasn't getting attention from her boyfriend. It was clear. Now, being the bartender that I am, I'm paying attention to this shit. Her boyfriend's not giving her the time of day. He's talking to his other guys and whatever. They obviously haven't seen each other in a minute. So she tries to get this other guy's attention being the nerd I'm talking about in the corner. What happens next really pissed me off. So she goes at her boyfriend saying that the guy gave her a look, meaning the nerdy guy. This guy starts attacking him. So being who I am and seeing all of this happen because it's what I fucking do. I put myself in the middle and I put the nerdy guy back by my bar and I say, this guy is over here. And I'm looking at my other bartender. I'm saying, we got to find our boss. Where the fuck is Dan? He's up in the office now. The way our bar is set up, it's very easy for him not to hear anything that's going on unless he's paying attention to the cameras. If he's on a conference call or stuff, he's, you know, it's whatever. At this point, we're very much outnumbered. Now it's getting aggressive. He has now moved the nerdy guy behind my bar. They have jumped the bar. I am now trapped back there. I have about eight guys jumping in and out behind the bar. Now keep in mind also about an hour before this, the bar was dead. So my bar, my one of my best friends to this day and is seriously the gold standard when it comes to single moms. She is the bomb and I can use her real name, Kaylee. She is just a wonderful human being and any man that ends up with her should treat her like that because she's just she's a mom of two boys and she actually does it all doesn't take a man to court six times doesn't do that she doesn't go on vacations that shit she puts her children first she didn't get pregnant for a paycheck is what i'm saying so her and i are back there she gets out i'm like go get dan so she goes and gets to go get him we have a big bar i get out from behind there because my two security guys but they are like I said, they're not exactly spring chickens. They can hold their own, but there's a point. I jump back in there. This one guy is pummeling the nerdy kid. I wish I could remember his name. And he's not getting off him. So I'm hitting him and hitting his girl's hitting him too. And she's like, you gotta get out of here. They're calling the fucking cops. And I'm like, yeah, you gotta get the fuck out of here. They're calling the fucking cops. And he's not stopping hitting this kid. And this, like I said, this kid has done nothing wrong, except for wrong place, wrong time. This girl's obviously had too much. She did not have too much from me or my other bartender just to say for that. I've worked at this bar for 12 years, never been in a bar fight till this. Like, what the hell? I digress, as I always do. So I'm pummeling this guy, he is not relenting. So, you know, I'm like, how am I gonna get him off? I went a little backwoods, if you will, a little south side, if you will. I licked my entire fucking hand, ghetto, and slapped the living shit out of his eye and his face. He let go enough off of the nerdy gentleman to where I could get myself in between him. Now, at this point, my boss, Dan, comes down. Perfect timing. 
As soon as I get this guy off of him, he pulls him back, slams him up against the wall. It's over at this point. We get those fuckers out the door. Now it's me, my other bartender, and my two security gentlemen. We're getting everybody out the door. The cops come. I'm beyond pissed off now. Like, the Irish temper has gone to the rule that fucking roof. And they're like, who was involved? I was like, that motherfucker, that motherfucker, that motherfucker. I felt like Oprah, you get a car, you get a car. Arrest him, arrest him, arrest him. Fuck you, fuck you. I tell the cops everything that happened because I'm the only sober one besides the other bartender. We're paying attention. We're, we've got this. We know the story. Obviously, there's security footage too because on my husband and I's second date, fast forward, that's one of the first things he saw was my bar fight and me jumping back into action to help out my family. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, know the dog in the fight. I'm that person that will run back in. I will go into the school when that guy is shooting up. I will go into the burning building. I will put my body on the line. My husband's ex-wife cannot say the same. So know the dog in the fight. But I'm sure you guys want to know how this shit ends, right? So I walk back into the bar. My bartender's trying to get everybody's cards settled up and getting all these tabs closed because during all of this, all these people had tabs open. So you got about, there was about 12 people in this fight. There's about eight or nine tabs open because some people were sharing and shit like that. So this bitch who started it all, she starts in about whatever her bill. I can't fucking remember because I was, I was Irish, Russian, rage, red. It was I had lost my voice. I had already cleaned this bar to the point where you could eat off the floor and they destroyed it. So now I was going to be here till at least 5 a.m. I'm lit now, bitch. You want it? You got it. You wanted attention from your boyfriend? Well, now you got me. So she starts arguing about the, the tab and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Kaylee looks at me and I was like, I got this. I, get, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. It's like, you're gonna pay your tab and you're gonna get the fuck out because you know that guy didn't give a look at you. You know you just wanted attention from your stupid ass boyfriend who probably still lives at home with his parents like my husband's ex-wife's boyfriend. Get your fucking shit and get out of my bar. Another side note, another event that happened in the bar. My boss had to go home. I was the only one there. I had a few gentlemen and a woman show up and they all pulled out their pieces. If you guys don't know what I mean, I mean guns. Yeah, we're a certain kind of bar, and that's bound to happen. But not on my watch, and not when I'm alone. You know what I did? I had one other security guy with me. I should say that. I was not alone. I had I had one other security guy with me, but he's green. He hasn't been brutally raped by the world like I have. So he doesn't know what actually goes down when it comes to this shit. I did what I do best. Poured myself a shot of Jameson took that shot of Jameson and walks right into the lion's den because that's the kind of woman I am. That's the kind of step parent I am. If you can't walk into that lion's den, do not get in the ring. Do not become a step parent if you can't do that. I walked right up to them. I said, you guys, tell me about these people. Tell me. I had them walk me through every single gun they had, what they were carrying, a 9-11, a Colt. I said, you know what? I love guns and I told them about my own pieces, my own, my own guns that I have. I said, but you know what? My boss is not gonna be happy about these being out. And I'll tell you what, the cops randomly come in here, which they do at the end of their shift. Wink, wink, that's not true. They're not gonna be happy. And I was like, I don't want you getting arrested. And they're like, you know what? Thanks for looking out. Thanks for looking out. That situation could have gone totally different because my security guard wanted to call the cops immediately and wanted to handle it ridiculously. I love them to death, don't get me wrong. 
but it would have been the wrong way to handle it. You have the gall to come into my fucking house? Yeah, well guess what? My house is a fun house and I'm the Harley fucking Quinn of stepmamas and you picked the wrong mama to mess with. That's gonna go back in there when it's really fucking ugly and you can't handle it, you fucking bitch. Meaning my husband's ex-wife. And I am gonna be calm when somebody's holding a 45 right there. And you have the audacity to come at me in text messages. What really frosts my cookie is the cowards and the snowflakes that we are encouraging and that we are raising. Because I will tell you this and I will say it, I've said it from the beginning, I will talk to you toe to toe, you can talk to me face to face, but I will not settle anything with you in text messages because I'm a fucking adult. If you want to know how hairy and how shitty this gets, ladies and gentlemen, come back next week because it just gets worse.